Hey, Garbage Time fam. Just want to say a quick shout out to the Portland Trailblazers taking out the NBA Summer League today on the day of the release of the podcast episode here. We recorded this one back last Thursday. We get into the nitty gritty of the NBA Summer League amongst other things, few trades, few other bits and pieces chucked in there, bit of boomers talk. Uh, so I hope you enjoy the episode and let's get straight into it. Second time lucky. Welcome to the Garbage Time Basketball Podcast. Once again, I am the pod god, point god, Rodney E. And uh, we're back again. It's summer league time in the NBA. A few Aussies running around there. Uh, we'll talk about that. So as usual, I've got my teammates here. I've got, my, uh, got the boys, got the blokes. Got Matt, uh, the most aggressive podcaster in the game. How you doing, man? Pretty good, mates. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, I've been watching a bit of Summer League. Yeah, it's had its ups and downs, but I'm interested to see what you guys think of it. Yeah, let's. Uh, we'll get straight into it once we say good day to the Oracle over there. Frank, how you going, man? Good, Matt. How you doing, lads? Fucking, yeah, a bit of fucking Summer League going on. Getting uh, getting over the, the fucking the, the trades and the free agency and shit. So, uh yeah, a bit yeah. of shit's been going on, for sure. But uh, it's good to watch a bit of ball again, good to watch the rookies fucking go hammer and tongue, so yeah. Look, to be honest, I haven't watched a lot of the Summer League. I've had it on, but it's sort of been in the background. I've sort of tried to look at a few of the rookies and stuff. Anyway, well, let's let's talk about Summer League now. Summer League. Why don't we start with what you've seen, Frank? You know, what are your what are your impressions so far of the Summer League games? We'll talk about the rookies because that's probably who most people are watching. Um, which of the rookies have you caught during the Summer League? Oh, I've, I've seen a lot of the top five rookies. Uh, you know, Banchero, Murray, Smith, Holmgren, Ivy as well. Um, they've been pretty entertaining. The rookies, as they do, they have some good games, and then they have a shit game, so that's that's to be expected. But um, it, it's been pretty entertaining and um, good to see him out on the floor do that shit. Holmgren's, you know, he stood out for me. Chet stood out. Best neck in the game. Matt, have you caught much of uh, Chet yet? Yeah, no, I've seen a bit of him, mates, and uh, well, you can't read too much into Summer League, I don't think. No, nah, that's that's true. It's just Summer League. but it, Yeah, I mean, you get, you get a sense of where, the, where players are at, really, and uh, what their priorities are. and so Because it's a team that comes together pretty quickly, so they, when you know, they don't have much chemistry, maybe they don't know each other's game and stuff like that. But I thought that Holmgren has played played very well and uh, looked like yeah. a man among boys for stretches there. He, he kind of looks a little bit of a level above. He's played a bit more than I thought he might too. thought they might just sit him after a couple of games, which they've sort of done with Banchero, haven't they? Like he, he well, I think they've, yeah, they've uh, put a line through him, haven't they? But I was impressed with the giddy Holmgren sort of chemistry already. Yep. Uh, that's, yep. That, that's shaping up to be uh, something to look at right there. Makes them a pretty exciting team to watch. You know, maybe, maybe a must-watch league pass team this coming season. I think they'll be better than what people think they will be. Yeah. yeah. You've got young kids who are pretty competitive, so, you know, and uh, possibly 
a new Stockton Malone combo in the making there. What presses, impresses me with Chet is he's got a pretty high IQ. He seems to have a pretty high IQ on the court. Like he knows where to be, knows where to put himself. He can handle the ball. Like he's pretty quick with the ball. So he's going to be able to outquick guys on the perimeter. He doesn't have probably much inside presence yet. It's, no one expects him to, to really have. Yeah. Because he's a oh, Well, yeah, yeah. I think he's got, like any rookie, probably got a little bit to work on, Frank. You could probably go into this a little bit more. But I'm just impressed with anyone who's that tall can actually move their feet. You know what I mean? He's he's pretty quick, pretty uh, pretty light on his feet, which I was impressed with, Frank. What do you what do you think? Yeah, and the perimeter, the, the yeah perimeter. He was uh, yeah, he, his footwork's pretty good, and um, you know, he could put the ball down and definitely get, get a shot up. But you know, it's uh, he's he's not going to be ready for the paint yet. He's just way too skinny, and uh, I mean that was evident in the in the second game of the summer league that the guy from Memphis just fucking absolutely just tore him up in the middle at the rim. Though defensively, he's pretty good. Like his instincts. Yeah. Protecting the rim, I think, are pretty good. He's been averaging a fair few blocks a game, and uh, the first game, I think, he had like six or seven blocks. So, you know, it definitely shows that he's uh, he's going to be a good rim protector. Is he the unicorn that everyone's predicting, Frank? That's that's what everyone wants to know, mate. Well, again, it's a summer league. You, you can't really tell. You won't know until they have some more games, some uh, practice games for the the regular season starts, and uh, you know we'll see a lot more then. Yeah, let's hope he uh, continues it into the uh, NBA regular season. I mean, Josh Giddy has stood out for me. He's he's not a rookie, of course. It's his second year, but he just looks, you know, like he shouldn't be playing. He's playing that well. I was surprised he played so much. I was like, maybe they'll just give him a bit, you know, let him have a run. But they did. They gave him an extended run. So that was a little surprising, I guess, wasn't it? Oh, I mean, is that because, you know, to get that chemistry going between, you know, himself well, and yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. No, you're probably right. But I'll, like, I can't remember who it was, but the, I don't think he was a high draft pick, but the risk of injury in a summer league game, I mean, that's pretty devastating, isn't it? If someone injures themselves in a fucking summer league game, which you don't want to see. So I can understand why they wouldn't want to risk it. Yeah, a guy who the Bulls were supposed to be a little, supposed to look at, a guy called Liddell, he went in the second round. Um, he, he's the, he did his ACL, which is fucking, you know, it's devastating. Yeah, there'd be a bunch of dudes that don't make it for whatever injury reasons that it happens. It's a real reality of the sport, I think. Um, some dudes just get a bit unlucky. A bit like Dyson Daniels got a bit of an injury. Was that his second game? I think he got through one game, didn't he? No, it happened in his first game. Oh, that was first the first game. game, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't, uh, wasn't on there long. Uh, do you know much about that, Frank? What sort of injury he copped? It was a ankle sprain. So I'm not too sure of the grade. So but, nothing, uh, yeah. nothing serious, but obviously you sit him down now and just wait for the preseason to come along. Just rest him up and make sure he's he's ready to come back for the you know for their own training camp and uh, hit it hard. Exactly. What about um, other Aussies, Frank Jack White for the Nuggets? Jack White. Well, I haven't seen that much of him, but reported. You know, we've seen some some box scores. I haven't. Like I said, I haven't I haven't caught much live action at the summer league yet. I watched Toronto Raptors Utah game today, but apparently he's been doing pretty well in the summer league, putting up good rebounding numbers. He's actually playing as we speak. He's uh, got twelve points in thirteen minutes. Well, there you go. He's a guy who can fit in the system in any system really well. He does all the fundamental things: rebounds, pass, sets screens. I wouldn't be surprised if he makes the roster. I'd be surprised if he got a lot of time. But uh, he's a he's definitely a guy that you want on your roster because he plays hard at practice. I mean, 
I might have missed one practice this year. It's not about that at all. You know what I'm saying? I mean, any successful teams, you challenge each other to practice. So I wouldn't be surprised if he makes the NBA. I've always looked at Jack White, even during his time in the NBA with United, as being sort of an NBA-ready guy, like a guy that could seriously give it a shot. Yeah, he's quite quite big, as athletic guy. He's still quite pretty young as well. I don't think he's over. What is he? Twenty or something? Yeah, I think he's uh, in his early twenties. Yeah, and but he played his college ball. Where did he play his college ball at? Duke. He's a good chance to to make that roster. I I, I agree. From what I've been hearing about him, he's a very good chance. What about Luke Travis? Heard much about him? Yeah, I watched him play today, and I've seen him play a few times. So again, he's sort of similar in a lot of ways to. Jack White, I think you could plug him into a strong system, the coach that has a strong system, maybe Boston or, you know, Golden State, you know, like they have a real uh, system that they adhere to because he does all those things that he rebounds, sets screens, athletic. I reckon that's what these NBA teams might like most about the Aussies, how hard they work, their consistency of how hard they work. Yeah. You know, they're just hungry guys. Hungry for as hungry as any other guy out there you know, wanting an NBA contract. <laughs> Luke Travis drew uh, Larry Bird comparisons. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean. That's going overboard, I think. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, haircut. I mean, just. The haircuts. Just you know, haircut. The mullets I mean, flowing out there for, for the Cavs. <laughs> Looks great. I, I think uh, another guy is uh, Vassal Jeevic, DJ Vassal Jeevic. Yeah. He's running around with Phoenix at the moment, putting up some. You know, putting up some shots for them. Yeah, no, he's not putting up massive numbers. Six points, two rebounds, one steal in the in the limited time he's got so far. But he's another guy who could possibly make it. I think we'll see him back in the NBL more than likely. But I, I've always looked at him. You know, he's play, he playing for the Kings. I think uh, during the NBL last season, and you know, he's not afraid to put it up, and he makes a good percentage of of what he launches from long range. Just from today's game, Trevor Gleason coaching the Raptors as well. I didn't realize he was coaching the the Raptors summer league squad. I think that deserves a mention as well. I just kept wishing to hear the banter between him and the and the summer league refs. I would love to hear what he's getting in their ear about. Over yeah. There. Let's move on to the M the proposed NBA rule changes. I, I haven't been to the baseball meetings. I've been to the NFL meetings. These are way better. Okay. Just so you know. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. We, we do good meeting. <laughs> that were announced by uh, Commissioner. Adam Silver, I think yesterday it was announced. They're getting rid of the take foul, guys. Take foul's going. Good. Yeah, Fuck I'm that off. Good riddance bad rubbish as uh, the NBA gets rid of the fucking take foul, which is – it just shows they're still just trying to catch up to how FIBA operates pretty much in terms of, um, you know, this part of the game. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they interpret it a little bit, I think, but hopefully they'll come down hard on it. I just want to quote this little bit from the NBA.com article here. Byron Spruill, NBA president of league operations, told reporters after Silver's news conference there were approximately 1,700 instances of take fouls being deployed. Yeah. <laughs> now, I don't know whether he means is that over the course of a season, I think he's saying there. That's not like ever. I'd imagine, no, no, I'd imagine that's just one season or possibly over, just one game. Over. <laughs> yeah. 1,700. Yeah. That's how many they've identified. So what exactly is the change? The change is now the team whose break was – we'll get the, it's an automatic free throw and possession if they assess a take foul. Now, yeah, I would have made it two, but uh, sure, okay. Well, the FIBA is, you know, unsportsmanlike rule is, is two and the ball. Yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, this is but, a sort you know of a this is a good uh, good way to address it. I think a couple of things to note about the the rule in the final two minutes of the fourth quarter and the last two minutes of any overtime period, the heightened penalty will not apply. The defensive team will still be able to foul, either stop the clock in an attempted comeback or to prevent the offensive team from generating a three-point attempt. Well, that's so, just stupid. But That's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's, fucked. that's that? fucked. That's fucked. Yeah, I mean, that, that's just plain dumb. That's but, saying you can still do it at the end of the game. So when it counts, when it actually counts, the fucking rule book goes out the window. That's, that's the dumbest thing. <laughs> the exact moment people don't want to see that is still when they're allowed to do it. Also, the take-foul penalty will not apply if the offensive player is fouled in the act of shooting, in which case it will treat it, it will be treated as in the past. <sighs> so those same rules apply on a shooter when someone is trying to take foul. So I guess that means, yeah, they'll still call it on the floor when they deem the shot attempt not to be genuine. Yeah, well, I can see why they put that there. And no doubt we'll spend another fucking three years at the fucking replay monitor. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, if you got it there, if you've got the technology there, you might as well fucking get it right. So, yeah, let's well, just hope they can speed up that process of using that tech, you know. Fair enough, get it right. But, yeah, let's move it along. You know, we don't need to look at it 15 billion times. No, no. From no, 15 uh, billion different angles, you know. I mean, it's just, I'm just looking for some open court stuff now, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I think during we'll, the game we're going to get it, you know, and the teams will be um, relatively de-incentivized to, and coaches won't call that play, you know, during the game. But, we're, you know, we're still probably going to see it in the final two minutes. Which is disappointing. Time. That's disappointing. But, uh, you know, all right, baby steps, I guess. Yeah, yeah, they might find that, look, it's just better to do throughout the whole game and eventually it progresses to a worse penalty or something. But we're, we're at least seeing the initiative begin to de-incentivize that play being called by NBA coaches, go out there and foul this guy. Because You're shit. fucking weak, Silver. Fucking weak. <laughs> Here you go on, tee off on uh, Adam Silver. If you're going to have that fucking rule in, have it for the whole fucking game. Why just yeah. have it? Why? It, it makes no fucking sense. Either have it or you don't have it. Have it so it's fucking powerful. So it's, you can always back off on it. You know what I mean? If you want to, you can tell the referees to interpret it differently or whatever. Just have it as, as a strong <laughs> rule for the entire game, for the whole length of the game. It, it's got to be in the last two minutes of, of, of you know, the f- fourth quarter. Fuck, fuck's sake. What if you get a st- yeah, like what in, in a situation where someone gets a steal, you know what I mean, and they fail them intentionally in the open court, and they're going to win. Like it just seemed like just just seems like there's many situations where that is going to come back to fucking every host on ESPN is going to be complaining about that. It's fucking exact same as you know taking a three point shot and leaning into your defender to get to draw that foul. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah, why would it be different in the last two minutes of the of the game? Like you want to get rid of intentional foul. Yeah. Anyway, look, mate. <laughs> We've made our point. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, overall, I think what they're trying to do is just reduce those in- instances during the game where people just run up and foul a guy. We're still going to see it, and that's disappointing. Hopefully, games just won't take as long now. There's less stoppages throughout the game. That's what I'm mainly hoping to get out of this. Another, uh, just on just on rule changes and stuff like that. Yep. Um, I know that they've uh, they've brought in the playing tournament as a permanent thing now, but they've been talking about a, a mid-season tournament like a Commissioner's Cup or whatever the fuck they're uh, calling it. I'd love to see Summer League rules in that where, like, second overtime is just golden point, gold first basket wins. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, that like game that. between, uh, who was that game between? It was between Sacramento and Orlando. The Magic, was it? Yep. 
Yeah, our, man, that was the best game almost of the last year. <laughs> that, that, that was like, and it was a summer league game, and it was just two guys going, you know, like uh, going head to head. Great team. They both work were playing beautifully as teams, which is, uh, you know, like some of the summer league team. I don't know why some of these summer league fucking people are letting their players go fucking ISO one on one in summer league. I mean, that's not what we're trying to get out of summer league, right? Like, if you were good at doing ISO one on one, you'd be in the fucking NBA. Already. True. That's a good point. Uh, it, yeah. We want to like see that. team. We want to see what you do for the team. We don't want to, we want to blood some draft picks and we want to see what you, like other players can do in it for the team. We don't want to see you fucking in and out, hezzy dribble, fucking step yeah. back threes on a it's fucking a ISO fucking and then fucking miss it. Like it's just fuck. We don't want to see that, man. And it's fucking, uh, it's that's happened way too much. Court. There's five players on there. Yeah. All playing, you know, the, the equal amount of time. That yeah. the other four players are out there. That so, being said, that being said, though the Kings and the Magic, I feel like uh, have both found like a good team chemistry, and that game was sensational. It was sensational. Yeah, I didn't. I, again, didn't see it. Only had to hear about it and see the highlights. But yeah, it was awesome. I mean, why not have that in the in the in the you know the mid season tournament? Why not have those rules? Have that golden golden basket rule in the second overtime? I, I'd like to see that. That'd be uh, yeah. I think stuff. that'd get get people to more people to probably watch it too. If there's some something that differentiates it from the regular season like that, if they've got to fucking have this mid-season tournament or whatever the fuck it is to bring in the audience or whatever, they've got to look back at their fucking product and go, "Why the fuck isn't anyone watching our games anymore? What the fuck is going on?" Well, 82 game season, I think, is too long. It's a tough uh, slog. No. It's too. It's, it's mate. It, it, I think it's too long. I think that like people tune out, and there's too many dead rubbers. Like there's too, there's too many meaningless games. Yeah, there's too I many think. games where stars are being rested, and there's not much at stake, and the games is being played, and there's nothing. Yeah, like there's no fucking win or lose. Who cares? The play-in tournament was a good way of making games matter in the second half of the you know the last quarter of the season and stuff like that, where you know young teams on the verge of getting on the yeah. playoffs, really, no, I, really, you know, getting getting their shit together. I, I personally, like every other league in the world and every other sport in the world has this sort of concept. So I think it can work. I think it can work. And I, I know, look, I'd rather have this than the All-Star game, to be fucking quite honest with you. But the, the playing tournament, you got, say you've got four teams vying for that eighth spot. Now, you have the playing tournament there. They're guaranteed to get that spot and have a spot to get in the playoffs. You don't have the playing tournament. You've got these four teams battling for one spot. That's fucking better for me than having the playing tournament. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was that was pretty much the old way, right? I think they were correct in assessing that too many games became meaningless towards, you know, too many of those games in March and April became meaningless for a lot of teams. They just, they packed it in early. Yeah, and there's so many and teams, there's the so many is- games, there's, there's an oversaturation sameness of the product. They're just trying to make a sort of a, a And that's why people are tuning out. That's why people are t- tuning out because they're just, they're burning out from this this style of play where you're watching a game and it's over in the first quarter. But that's, then- that's that's the NBA's fault for, for changing the style of play, for, for making it fucking diluted. True, that's, that is true. I think the style of... Game, the insertion of analytics into the game where people, where basically they only want you to shoot three shots and that's it. You know, three types of shots, a three-pointer, a layup, you know, what's that? What's that? A three-pointer from the corner or a layup yeah, or a free those, throw. Uh, those, those um, uh, what do you call them? Like they're, they're, they're hot spots on the floor. 
Yeah, that's and, like and from a statistical it, point of view, the analytics people only want you to do those three sort of shots, and it's bled it. into the pro- league, and it makes the game boring. It makes the game boring. It's uh, the same. Uh, yeah, yeah, and you're right, Frank. No, you're dead set right that that, that it is their fault for letting this style of play sort of permeate through the league where it's very one facet. It's not like back 10 years ago, you'd have a lot of teams with a lot of different styles. Yeah. Yeah. And and now the the identities, you really don't. The identities I think is what you're talking about of the teams that were very defined. Like you knew who the Pistons were, you knew the Knicks were, you knew where the Bulls were, you knew who the Lakers were. You knew who the Lakers were. Yeah. yeah, They had these uh, different, but they had different strengths. Where like the, anything inside the three point line now is kind of like well what's the point you know what I mean yeah well and and also that that there's too much focus on the individual player on the team like some player on the team like that's yeah. the whole team like you know let's let's just treat it like a team sport like what it is and focus on on the teams more rather than these individuals I mean that's to me what gets boring just talking about the same individuals in the NBA all the time yeah. You know, there's much more, many more things you could you could talk about. Um, we probably ranted a lot uh, uh, enough about that to this point. I'm sure we'll, you know, we'll. What about something good? Let's talk about something something good. Did you guys see? Have you seen seen any of the boomers in the Asian Cup? I did catch a little bit of that. The Australia and and China games. I saw us play Japan as well. Yep. Yeah, played Jordan as well, and we've uh, smashed the shit out of them. But it was uh, interesting, interesting to see Thon Maker, uh, who pl- who's playing very well, it must be said. And to be honest, when I saw him there, I was kind of like, well, ha- why isn't he in summer league, or why isn't he? That's not a bad thing. It's a good thing he wants to play for Australia. When many other people, Ben Simmons and and, <laughs> and such, don't want to play for Australia, he's well, basically played for Milwaukee last year. Is that who? He- Thon Maker? No, that was he was, he was fucking Detroit, wasn't he? Detroit, yeah, he played for Detroit it? for a while, but that wasn't last season. That was the season before, I think. So where has he been? Has he been in Well, he played – no, he played in Israel for a bit. Okay. And that didn't end well, apparently, for whatever – they just didn't fit in the team for whatever reason. It's probably – it's a pretty tough environment to play over there as well. He's a really it, good defensive – like, he's impressive defensively to me, Thor Maker. He's he has all really the tools to be a good – I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, if you were someone like the Blazers or something like who's looking to build a team from basically nothing because you've got nothing, <laughs> then yeah. he's a perfect guy for that. It's hard to see why he hasn't cracked an NBA squad. Yeah. You know? uh, the other interesting thing I want to quickly bring up about the Boomers was they've got – they're starting Tyrese Proctor. 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 Proctor! At, Who's that? I don't even know who that is. He, he's playing he's, – Proctor! He, yeah. He's uh, playing for Duke next season. Uh, and by the looks of him, man, he's going to be better than Dyson Daniels. This guy's got yeah. uh, all the tools. Okay. That uh, I think he played for the international, the NBA International Academy, but he's going to play for Duke next season, right? Uh, and this guy looks like he's going to be. I have heard, I have heard of this guy. Yes, yeah, keep going. But um, yeah, I did hear about him uh, being accepted into the into the Duke program. Yeah, yeah. So with him, you know, uh, the Australian What's his name again. What's his name again? Tyrese Proctor. Tyrese he's, uh, Proctor. Yeah, he, 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 he's being sponsored by the Blue Oyster Bar. <laughs> but with Boys, him, Dyson Daniels, Luke Travers, you know, we've got some good uh, – the Australian Boomers yep. team, I mean, man, you know what? Is, uh, they talk about the golden generation of Australian basketball. I don't think it's over. I think there's, we've got some fucking real nice players coming through for the, for the Boomers. 
I think the best is yet to come for the Aussies on, on the world stage for sure. Yeah, we're just tapping it, tapping it, fucking drilling it. We're fucking <laughs> drilling them cunts hard. <laughs> tapping that FIBA ass. Well, yeah, we, we did uh, absolutely destroy Jordan. It'd be interesting to see. Uh, there's a couple of good teams in the Asia Cup. And this is the Boomers. I guess it's not their, it's their B team, I guess you'd call it. It's not, yeah, it's you know, not the A squad. The A squad's yeah. not running around at the moment. But, but it's uh, good to yeah. see them uh, doing well and to see Thon Maker in the – I'd like to see him – if you can't get into the NBA, man, come to the <laughs> to the Phoenix immediately. We need a big guy. Get in the NBL. Yeah. You'll be, you'll be MVP if, I can, if you get in the right team. You could definitely be a, a dominant big guy in the NBL. The NBL just doesn't have a huge amount of those sort of guys. You know, there's only really a few that are dominant and big and able to get up and down the court with everyone else. He's been impressive in, in what I've seen him play for the Bookers. Don, uh, what did I say? The Bookers. Well, let me let me let me ask. I don't know what you got planned. I just want to ask Frank a question. Uh, sorry, mate. Sorry, I didn't notify you. I'm going to ask you a question. Who who in the summer league? Who have you thought has really stood out for you? Uh, you know, uh, leaving the top five draft picks aside, they've all played pretty well. Who have you been impressed with? I mean, we have talked about the top four, but I have seen. I reckon Ivy's going to be a fucking. Uh, he's going to be a real dark horse to get Rookie of the Year. He looks fucking really impressed. I was really impressed with the way he moved. He's fucking. His first step. He's like he's fucking Russell Westbrook. Fucking fast. Yeah, yeah. He's an athletic dude. He's gonna. He's gonna be. He's gonna be a real dark horse for fucking Rookie of the Year. Okay. Dark. Yeah. Smoke. But, yeah, but outside outside the top five, I mean, I mean, uh, fucking what's his name, Cam Thomas, for yeah. fucking Brooklyn, he's been playing really well, averaging about thirty points a game, I think, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, outside of outside of the top five, you know, it's sort of uh, haven't really paid much too much attention of you know these rosters are like fucking fifteen deep. It's um, yeah. yeah. There's not, a, a lot of rotations, a lot of lot of lot of rotations as well. I've been impressed with a, a few of the big men. There's Jericho Sims for who plays for the Knicks, who I thought was real good, and he could is be. Is he a second year guy or a rookie? Uh, no, he's a second year. He played last yeah. year. He didn't get that much time, but I reckon he's going to get a lot more time. That's for sure. I think after his performance in here, uh, there's uh, Nemaya Quita, Quita from the Kings, who. He's about seven foot one, fucking run the floor. He could do it all. That that guy, the Kings have got a good one there. And Jabari Walker for the Blazers, I think that they got us. They got. I don't know how he fell that far in the draft, but uh, man, from the looks of it, that guy's going to be a baller as well. What about Shaden Sharp? When are we going to see him? Do you reckon, Frank? Oh, gee, he injured himself. He uh, did something to his shoulder. I think it was. Was it his knee? I think he did. I think his knee. I think. I thought it was a leg injury as well, yeah. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a six or seven weaker. I'm not sold on him. Like I, he, he was in college, but he didn't play. He was, didn't play for Kentucky or whoever. No, he didn't. Like, he, was, he didn't uh, play at all. Like, and he got went number seven. He hasn't played for a year. I was like surprised at that. I was like fucking the Blazers and da- Damian Lillard. Apparently, was like vehement. He was like, oh, "This is the guy. This is the guy we want." They must have seen something good because no one else has seen anything. That's for fucking sure, man. If you're trying to build a team like the Blazers are, Dyson, like you want a defensive, good, solid defensive player, you know, who can uh, get to the basket, physical player. You want someone like Dyson Daniels. I don't. I really am surprised that they chose him. It's uh, definitely a, uh, a, a lottery pick in every sense of the word. No one really knows what they're going to get out of. How do you not play for a year and go that high, though? Like, you know. Biggest mystery box at the moment. 
I would say, uh, and we'll probably be, we'll be waiting until at least the preseason to see anything in regards to that. The Blazers, they re-signed Lillard. Yeah. They extended him for two years, $122 million. Is this a good move for the Blazers, Matt? Do you, you back this move or? Oh, of course I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I, look, these small market teams, we've got to do everything that we can to hold on to these big players, man. It'd be crazy not to re-sign him. And, and, you know, if he said, all right, man, I gave you everything and I want to be traded, I'd be like, "That's look, I can't fault you for that, man, because you gave you, – no that's true. No one blamed him. No one yeah. blamed him. Like, but he, like, to his credit, man, and in a quality that's not in the NBA much anymore, he has decided to be loyal to the team that gave him a chance initially, I guess. And it, it's it'll be interesting to see what they do because they've got no collateral to really build a team. They got really don't have any draft picks. They don't really have any trade <laughs> fodder. So it'd be interesting to see how they, like, I mean, they're obviously in rebuild mode and he's fine with that. He must be like, okay, we're rebuilding. <laughs> I can yeah. deal with it. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna cop it. But you know, you signed you signed fucking Gary Payton second as well, and uh, you got. I fucking, think that's a good uh, ad. I think that's a good ad for them because the Blazers were terrible defensively last year. Here's my problem with that though, man, is that yeah, the Blazers were fucking terrible last season defensively, and now you've got one good defensive player. If nothing else changes, and you got this one guy who's fucking defending, and no one else is, that doesn't really do much for the team. You know what I mean? They need a fundamental change of philosophy when it comes to playing defense, and I don't know, it's Chancy, Chauncey Billups. You know, he, he sort of inherited the team, I guess you'd say, last season, and it was a bit of turmoil. This is the season now where all his decisions have been, you know, he gets full input into decision, like roster decisions and all that sort of stuff. This is where we judge Billups now. And hopefully they'll be fucking much better defensively because they were fucking diabolical <laughs> yeah. last season. They were just uh, allowing players to get layups on them. Yeah, it was terrible. A lot of the time, and wasn't good to watch. Uh, Grant uh, Grant is a good ad. They needed a, a, a tall, athletic swingman, and probably Jabari Walker, and also Kyle Alexander, who they signed as well, will help in that era as well. But look, man, it's going to be. I think it's as always. They'll be competitive. They'll almost make the finals. Uh, yeah, the well, the, the uh, playoffs. I mean, not the finals. They'll almost, they'll almost make the playoffs. Lillard makes them competitive. That's that's yeah. You know, with him on the squad, they're still a playoff team. Maybe they can still tinker around the edges and, and you know, move off Nurkic or something. Uh, I mean, you're not I, getting yeah, much for him, though, man. You're, I you're don't not think get- he has a lot of value either. Yeah, I don't think they'd um, they'd benefit too much from moving moving him on. But uh, Yeah, they don't have much cap space. They don't have any draft picks to work with. They don't – like, they've traded away a lot of draft picks in the past. There's really – they're limited in what they can do. It'll just be interesting to see what – Phillips wants to do with that team because no one seems to really know what. Well, just playing really hard competitive defense is a start. Like, yeah, yep. yeah, that'll keep them in games if they can do that for sure. Let's talk a couple of the trades, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to report a trade worth mentioning: the Celtics picking up Malcolm Brogdon and Danilo Gallinari. Gallinari's a good pickup, I think. Frank, but Frank, what do you make of uh, what's his name with the green hair? Fucking uh, Marcus Smart. 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 Yeah, basically saying, "Hey man, fucking, I'm the point guard. I'm the best. Oh, like we, they, we didn't have any other. We had big point guards here, and they didn't do shit. I'm the fucking guy." And then the next day, they trade for fucking Brogdon. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a vote of confidence. Like, let me just weigh in on this one because when they discussed getting Malcolm Brogdon, apparently in the meetings, it was brought up that they're looking at him for a six man role. They're looking at him to come off the bench. 
you know, his track record, how many games did he play last year? 50, 52-odd games or something like that. I don't think the Celtics are expecting any more than that out of Brogdon. The aim is going to be to bring him off the bench and run him um, with the second unit okay. out there. A bit of a bit of an upgrade on Derek White. He should be a much better shooter than than Derek White, but uh, Derek White's sort of a good backup for when Brogdon doesn't play. So I, I think they got the Celtics got significantly better on the bench getting those guys. Nee Smith isn't a, isn't a huge loss, I don't think, because he wasn't a big rotation player. He showed he could play, and he's got a lot of potential. And I think the the Pacers are banking on that a little bit. But you know, Tice. You know, that's no sweat losing him. We can Gallinari is 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 a much more. Uh, <laughs> I lo- I love him on the Celtics team. I loved hearing that. Like to be honest, I just I just smiled when I <laughs> found out we were getting getting the bouncer Danilo. Yeah, yeah. I think that especially off the bench, it gives you some more offense off the bench, which you need desperately. That's what you needed in the playoffs. You needed more fucking punch from the bench, and you know, he'll, he'll give you that. Yeah, and uh, if if we can keep him fresh for when playoffs roll around, and the the if the, if the Celtics are up there, I think they they have a good chance. I was gonna, in addition to that, Frank, what do you think of the Celtics' chances to take it out? I mean, as soon as that trade happened, everyone's talking about the Celtics being favourites. I don't think it makes them an automatic favourite. What do you think of that? Do you think do you think the Celtics should be favourites to win the championship based on their roster? No, no, not favourites to win, but definitely top two in the East, that's for sure. I mean, yeah. I understand yeah. why they did that, though. Who else is fucking uh, – look at the look at who else. Every, everyone else is in turmoil disarray. And the, the Warriors are the worst fucking championship team we've had in, the, in recent memory. So I can understand why they are the favourite. But you can sort of understand why the Warriors aren't, right, because they got rid of a few guys. The way I viewed the finals was really the Celtics ran out of steam. And couldn't really challenge the other team in the way they wanted to. That's that's pretty much how it played out. It's not necessarily that they were outplayed that badly by the Warriors. It was more of a, you know, it was more more of a health and, and fitness thing. And a slight. Um, let's not. I think you're just glossing over the a bit of a choke job too. But uh, yeah, you know, I disagree with you about a. But, but oh, no, I think they're the final choked in like a three I occasions. Think maybe. Maybe you could say they choked away the, the those final couple of games and and gave it away a bit in the finals. Yep, I'll, I'll agree with you as far as that. But as far as their post season effort, no, they didn't choke. No one gave them a chance of getting to the fucking finals. And then they were clearly by the end of it, everyone, you know, everyone was saying there how they were how could they not have? And it was like there was. There was heaps of heaps of times when I was debating with people why they wouldn't beat the Nets, why they, uh, you know, people were saying they wouldn't beat the Bucks, they wouldn't beat Miami, yeah. they wouldn't beat any of the teams they were going to play, and they beat them all. Disappointing end to the finals, but they definitely didn't choke, man. They exceeded probably expectations they had at the start of the season. I mean, being like, what was it, 10 or 15 up on your home floor and then losing in a last quarter collapse, that's... Uh, that's choking. To, for me, that's the definition of taking too big of a mouthful of nachos and fucking getting going down the wrong pipe and then, <laughs> you know, spluttering up corn chips everywhere and then someone's got to do the Heimlich on you. <laughs> and then like a big hunk of fucking nachos just plops out onto the fucking onto the floor and then the whole okay, restaurant yeah. like applauds I, I, like I because the, someone got it. saved. Yeah, I'm getting it. The whole, the whole restaurant Visualize this very the whole clearly. Restaurant, you saved that choker. He didn't fucking joke, <laughs> right? <laughs> they weren't eating nachos, motherfucker. 
All right. Uh, but that was last season anyway. Look, I think the Celtics are going to be better, but, yeah, it's it's a lot of – Right now, their favourite. Right now, they're favourite for me, for sure. There's way too much to go of the off-season before I can consider them favourite. Yeah, we're, and we're basing that on nothing. Nothing, nothing. at all. Oh, based on last season's results. I don't think you can base it on that. You know, it's going to be a very different season this season. You know? Yep. L- uh, you know, some other players have moved – Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, oh, Charlotte's a favourite. I'm just going to come out and say it right now. Charlotte Hornets, <laughs> fucking champions. <laughs> Michael sure, Jordan, fucking, going all the way. Yeah, what's his name? Will fucking stop beating his wife for two seconds and come back and fucking average fucking. 50, a, 50 fucking a game. He'll throw his <laughs> fucking mouth guard at fucking other cunts too. He fucking, yeah. <laughs> fucking. Yeah, that was his special ability. Bridges. Yeah, fuck that guy. Look, you, you know. Yeah, yeah, they should we tear up his never... contract. They should t- they, like uh, well, they Jordan. Have, they? Well, they, no, they took a fucking extension off the table, didn't they? Is that all they did? I think no, so. Still... They rescinded an offer. Okay, yeah, but he's still a contract to play with the with the Hornets. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. He's, if he's not in jail, if he's not arrested for multiple. Uh, Assault and battery, charge. yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and goes to jail for a long what time. What a cunt. Definite cunt, certified cunt, yeah. fuck that cunt. Sorry I brought him up, give him airtime because, no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Another one who, who, who some people think is a cunt is Rudy Gobert. The Utah Jazz have moved him on. Ainge has publicly stated that he's open to discussions about Donovan Mitchell as well. What do you think is going to happen there, Frank, with Utah? You reckon they're just blowing it up? Yeah, I think they're just they're, they're, uh, they're putting out the feelers out there to see what they can get for him. I don't think it's... A- Done deal for sure, but, um, you know, they'll, they'll definitely see what they can get for him. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. I think that's what Ainge is doing. He's testing the waters. He's seen The old Ainge tactic. The, oh, yeah. Danny, Danny Ainge's yep. tactic. He's got three-step fucking plan for this team. You want to you hear what it is? Step one, get the job. Step two, trade everyone for draft <laughs> picks. Step three, change those draft picks into fucking superstar players. Trade all those draft picks to shit to, for superstar. great players on shit teams. Isn't that fucking Presti's job at fucking OKC? Yeah, it's that, it's that kind of uh, plan, I think. But uh, if I, I was just, the 76ers, I ruthless, I'm fucking yeah. – I'm, I'm, I'm trading everything for him. If I'm the 76ers, I'm like, look, man, this it's like – this is it. You know what I mean? This is for, like for we've got Mitchell. Harden. Yeah, for Mitchell, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, we need a shooter. We need someone who can make some offense happen. It, you know, uh, because that fucking big fat bearded cunt is we can't rely on him. Like he he's he's better as a fucking you know just showing up every now and then. I'd be fucking. I don't know if they've got draft picks. What they they probably don't have enough to get him. But if I'm them, I'm definitely asking. I'm just trying to think what they could offer up and keep. Well, if they got draft picks, maybe Harden, what's yeah. his name, Thibel, and fucking uh, the other Tobias guy, Harris. Yeah, Tobias Harris. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and Maxi, if they've got, they've got draft picks, maybe like I'd future draft picks when they're shit. You know what I mean? The next, yeah, like yep. draft picks, like two years down the line when they fucking crash and next burn. Next five years of draft picks, yeah, just offer them that, and you'll get him. Frank, has a more shit a player ever received more? Like, have you has a shit player ever received more in return than the Go Bear for like uh, fifteen years of draft picks and fucking was it yeah. four players and a fucking I think there was a VW Golf thrown in. Yeah, maybe a, a voucher to the local Taco Bell. <laughs> well, you got to fucking think about fucking uh, Murray going to fucking Atlanta. He, you know, fucking Spurs didn't get basically anything for, for a fucking an all-star player. And he's fuck, he's only 25 years old. It's not talked about a lot, that trade, but it, it is pretty big. 
DeJounte Murray leaving the Spurs to go join Trey Young at the Atlanta Hawks. That Gobert trade has fucked Durant because good if Gobert Gobert got fucking all them fucking draft picks and fucking players. What you know? What what will a fucking GM from Brooklyn want for fucking Durant? Fucking you know? Fuck Durant, man. I mean, he's in in a jam of his own making. Yeah, exactly. And I reckon they ice all that talk. It'll dry up because he's not going. I don't reckon he's going anywhere. Kyrie Irving's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. That team will be another hot mess this coming So so you think that the Irving for Westbrook trade will not happen? I don't think that happens. Definitely Uh, not. If it was as simple as that, it would have happened already, I reckon. I think so too. Frank, what about uh, Goran Dragic joining your uh, Bulls there? Do you reckon he makes any sort of difference? Do you reckon they did that because Lonzo's still a bit injured? Yeah, I, I think it's a bit of bit of a backup plan for him. It, Lonzo is slowly progressing from all reports. So, the, you know, they're pretty sure they'll be back for the start of the regular season. They're not committing to saying that. So he's he's going to be a good backup point guard for us, no matter what. So you know, definitely improvement for you know the bench for us with the fucking eight million guards we've got at the moment. It'll be interesting to see you know what what sort of lineup the Bulls are going to put out there, considering who's on the current roster and uh, Goran Dragic. There, I reckon they've they probably playing him off the bench, right? Like he's he's not starting. Yeah, no, he'll he'll be coming off the bench, but um, but yeah, if Lonzo Ball. You know, is injured for the first ten games or whatever. Yeah, he'll step um, in there. He'll yeah. step in, and you know, he'll definitely get that starting position. Well, you picked up the uh, the the big cheese there as well, Andre Drummond. You picked him up. Fuck that was that came out of fucking nowhere. You reckon he's going to be flashing the peace sign again down the on the fast break this season? Oh God, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, it's improvement, definitely improvement for us to have him off the bench. But he's not that rim protector that we needed. Instead, it's it's a step forward instead it, of two two steps backwards. So it gives, gives him a it, bit of beef in there. Yeah, they need a they need a bit more size. Oh, he's he's you know he's going to be there are there are games where just been we've been out rebounded and he'll have that he'll have that interior presence that um, definitely we'll need every now and then. Yeah, he'll definitely rebound for you, and um, and and Zach's not going anywhere. You got any anything interesting to add about that? Other than he considered it disrespectful to even talk to other teams. Yeah, uh, that was great to see. It's uh, yeah, he got, he got the five year, two hundred fifteen million max. Yeah, and uh, no, nah, he was. Um, they had to do that. I mean, there's no way he let a guy like that walk from Chicago. No way. Um, yeah, and the fact that he has that sort of perspective as well, I think it sort of puts him in the in the same camp as as you know someone like Damian Lillard, who's you know very loyal player and wants longevity with the same team. Yeah, um, I mean uh, he had a couple of frustrating years when he first came over, but uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. With, with a change with at the head office and the signings of DeRozan and Ball and Caruso and you know getting Vucevic as well, he's seen that uh, you know that they mean business and you know we want you to be a part of this and you know let's let's get in the playoffs again. Absolutely, hope hope it goes well. Hope it goes well for the bullies over there. Hopefully, we'll see all our teams do well. Let's some point during the um, uh, upcoming NBA season. Anyway, let's uh, we've been going on way too long, so let's get straight into Hero and Zero. Hero. Matt, set us off, mate. Uh, Hero, Richard Jefferson. You know what? I've been finding out new things about my kids. Like, I just found out my kid was left-handed. Who would have known? How, how old is your kid? 
Seven. He's uh, the best personality on ESPN for my money, and he went and he refereed a quarter there at Summer League and totally stunk up the joint. Did he? I didn't know he did that. Yeah, yeah. He was a, he was a referee for, in the Blazers-Knicks game, I think it was, in the third quarter, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, – like he was putting himself up for ridicule immediately, and he embraced it. It was great to see, and everyone He's fucking roasted guy. him for it. Yeah, yeah, he, it was really good. I, was, I, I thought that was really cool. Uh, zero for me is, of course, the uh, Boston Garden nachos. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, Frank. Um, hero for me is Aaron Baines for uh, getting back. Oh, Getting yes, back into yeah. it after his fucking his big spinal injury, and and you know it's been a full year, so it's good to to see him back in the summer league, trying out for for teams. So hopefully he does get picked up. I'd love to see him Chicago. I reckon he'd be great for us, but um, I don't think it's going to happen. Frank, have you read the uh, the article that uh, about his experience, about what happened in at the Olympics and everything that happened, like in the weeks and then the months afterwards and stuff like that? I did read a bit into it. Uh, Man, that is that is just. Man, horrific, just nightmare stuff. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Just wow, man. The, the, the fact that he is walking and has a life, you know what I mean? Like a normal life where he can walk and fucking play with his it's kids. An amazing and, recovery. It's, it's amazing, yeah. yeah. And the fact that he's going to play basketball again, that's fucking just so tremendous. Just a, just a real fucking uh, feel-good story, man, and what a dude he is. Deserved hero. Yeah. Completely agree. Um, zero of the week. Fucking Kevin Durant. Fuck that cunt. I hope, he, I hope he fucking stays in Brooklyn and fucking just gets pissed on by all of the fucking Brooklyn fans. Someone send that fucking cunt some deserves. fucking nachos direct from the Boston guy. That's what you wish. That he pissing his, that, pissing that his fucking nachos. Him. Pissing hey. his nachos and fucking feed it to him. So they introduce him at the at the, the Brooklyn Stadium. They go, here he is, number seven, uh, Kevin Durant, and then just everyone just unzips their fly and just starts pissed on him. Is that... <laughs> Yeah. That's real specific. That's a real specific, like, uh, like fantasy you've got there, Frank. Uh, I wouldn't call it a fantasy. It's uh, <laughs> more a fetish. Know. More a fetish. Yeah, I'll be yeah. a fetish. Is that shit on Pornhub? I might have to look that up. <laughs> Start your own channel. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's my fucking zero of the week, Kevin Durant. Fuck you, Kevin. Yeah, and fuck that cunt. And uh, my hero. Uh, they're going to put in this week, Mark Jones. Mark Jones. Now, Mark Jones is, he should be the lead NBA commentator. Him and, would you put Mike Breen up there as well? I suppose you would, right? Oh, definitely. Breen is the goat, isn't he? I think. He's considered, probably considered the the goat now that. Uh, Kevin Harlan and Breen, for me, are the two best right now. I love Mark Jones, though. I think Mark Jones is great. Yeah, he's also good. Yeah, no, I think he's good, yeah. He's added some... He's definitely added something to the summer league. Like he's made it, the commentary has been pretty vibrant, you know. Even though some of the games are obviously lacking in uh, in their aesthetics, but uh, yeah, he's my hero. Um, uh, and my look, I'll just say Adam Silver for the zero. I totally agree with you guys. I think he should have gone with. It should be a two shot penalty. <laughs> Number one, not a one shot penalty. I think he copped out on the penalty as well as. Yes. Letting it, still letting it happen at the end of the games. Being so that, we're that pissed is- on him as well, Frank. Are we going to piss on him as well? No, yeah. I'll fucking shit on that camp. Fuck after a big night of fucking Taco Bells. As long as that's not Adam Silver's fetish. As long as that's not something that he enjoys. You know, he might be the sort of guy that enjoys someone taking a shit on his chest. That's I'm just speculating. I'm just speculating. That's alleged <laughs> only. That's I'm not 
speaking facts here. Let's let's wrap it up there. That's been the Garbage Time Basketball Podcast again. No, 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 not yet. Let's go to Frank let's, and let's, he's he's gonna he's, he's live right now, live at his place, pissing on someone. Talking about this fucking take take foul playing permit and shit. Like, I was just thinking, what if I was the commissioner? What would I fucking do? So I'm gonna fucking start saying my own shit. What I That's believe a, should happen in the NBA. It's a good I'm idea gonna, for a segment. All right, and and I'm gonna start a segment. And I'm gonna start right now. And my first, hear it, mate. My, my first ruling would be it's going to be short and sharp. Sacramento Kings out. Fuck them cunts. Seattle Supersonics back in. Done. <laughs> yeah. Fuck them. 100%. 100%. You yeah. should be NBA commissioner, Frank. You really should be. You got right. my vote. Okay. Yeah. That's that's a that's a burning hot take right there. Yeah, but that's a, that's a what do you reckon, Matt? For the uh, as that for a, a segment where. Oh, it's I a guess, great idea. Yeah, no, yeah, I'd love we'll it. We'll have it. Yeah, you know, it's sort of a, if if I were an NBA commissioner, what would I change? Kind of segment. That's not that's a working title. I'm sure we'll come up with something better. But uh, yeah, no, it's a great idea, Frank. I think we'll continue that in future episodes, definitely. And uh, I fully support your uh, the first change there. You know, I was going to say the Lakers, but out of respect to Kobe Bryant, I won't. Yeah, let's leave him there for the, the time being. We'll, we'll let him stay. Oh, yeah. yeah, fuck the Kings. We get fucked. <laughs> no one would miss the Sacramento Kings. Exactly. And uh, on that note, we'll uh, we'll wrap up the podcast there. Thanks, uh, thanks again, Frank and Matt, for joining me here today, dudes. It's been awesome. Anything to sign off with, guys? Nah. nah. <laughs> That's what I was hoping you to say. See you later, everyone. Fuck yeah. you. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm gonna go and piss on some can. Go piss on some nachos and uh, make someone eat them. Take it easy, fellas. Talk to you soon. See you later. All right, thanks, Frank. Good thanks, one, man. Good for chucking that. Yeah, nice one, chucking that in at uh, the end there. Oh, <laughs> didn't have it play. Should have. Didn't I say? Uh, I was actually thinking about it when we were doing that. When we were talking about the rule change, I was going to bring it up then, but uh, we ended up, t- you know, just going off that off that topic. So good on yeah. you for chucking it in at the end there. That would be a good little addendum to the episode.